Hi, you've reached the Caldwells. Please leave a message and we will get back with you just as soon as we <laughs> Welcome to the RV Work-Life Balance Podcast with your traveling nomadic hosts, Sherry and Russ Caldwell. Hey, that's us. We're living the dream. Working from home, baby. No matter where home is. And you can too. All right. Welcome back again. Thanks for coming back, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Oh, it's so nice. You know, last week I did a survey because I was really interested in understanding what the market and our customers wanted, right? Yeah. And this time, you know, you can't keep doing surveys. So I, I decided okay. to... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to find a new way to figure out, like, how, what's the direction we should go with the podcast? And I went through some huh. of our old stuff. Which, okay. You know, in the rig, we don't get to bring a lot of our old junk with us. But I brought some fun stuff with us, right? I brought some old computers and stuff like that, right? But, but I actually dredged up this. Do you remember this? So I, this I'm going to ask questions of. This is our old Magic 8-Ball, and I decided to ask it questions about, you know, how we should uh, start this episode. So let's try this out. Okay, it, it says, okay, okay, reply hazy. Don't, don't try again. Okay, that didn't work out. Hold on, hold on. All right, okay, that, that can't predict now. Okay, it's kind of broken. There's something wrong with this thing. Hold on, one more time. All right. All right. The answer. What's it say? What's it say? It says I'm allowed to ask this question. Uh Uh-huh. Where are we today? (laughs) Thank you, Magic 8-Ball. It's the best. (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, Okay. Today, (laughs) we are located at Persimmon Hill COE Campground in Enid, Mississippi on the Eden Dam Road. <laughs> <laughs> That's just fun to say. We went like to the the, the Dam Tour near Vegas and I got to say Dam Tour all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're on the Dam Road. I right love here it. at the Dam. You know Dam Campground. Okay. The the, the Dam Campground. I gotta be good <laughs> here. But yeah, there's a lot of bugs here though. Actually these are not bad bugs. These are annoying bugs. These are little like gnats everywhere. Uh-huh. So apparently We've it's Seen worse. We're seeing way <laughs> worse. So I'm not going to complain about these. Bugs, but it's a beautiful campground. The Corps of Engineers does a bang up job. It is gorgeous. Yeah. And we're just lucky to be here. Yeah. Because we almost ended up in downtown Memphis, Tennessee. I think because we forgot <laughs> to use the Magic 8 Ball. We should have asked which way to go. It knows everything. Why, why, but well, why, the why Magic 8-Ball didn't tell us about our directional challenges. We didn't break down or anything. No, we no. did not break down. No. Thank goodness. Yep. It was a directional challenge that uh, resulted in us <laughs> down, <laughs> heading toward downtown Memphis, Tennessee. I don't want to place blame, but who's in charge of directions again? Uh, Is it me or you? Well, I am the navigator. Yeah. Sometimes I turn the wrong way, so it's partly me. Our navigational aids don't always work (laughs) with us the way that we'd hope. And this all, we have to stop for diesel Mm -hmm. occasionally, right? Mm -hmm. Usually once every time we travel. So, uh, yeah, we were uh, on a diesel stop 
that I always check ahead and figure out where we're going to fuel up using our Open Roads TSD app that... uh, (laughs) Yeah, well, and I always got to point out like, hey, by the way, check out the show notes. We have a fuel (laughs) discount program there and we like to share that with people so you can get a discount as well. So we love that card. Well, and the app is so helpful because I can plan ahead and find these in-network gas, uh, not gas, diesel stations, truck stops, basically, that um, we can go to. And basically, these these, uh, truck stops in the Open Roads program... We've, we routinely save up to a dollar a gallon yeah. or more sometimes. Um, and we've saved thousands of dollars over the last two, three years going 30, you said 35,000 miles we've been. Yeah. So anyway, we were headed toward the Petro number 11 in West Memphis, Arkansas. On our way from Missouri down to Enid, Mississippi. I think you're pointing out the actual Petro and the actual location because that was one of the worst <laughs> stops we've been at. Even though it was cheap It diesel. was cheap. But the, the problem was <laughs> it's a big place, too. There's a lot of stalls. So it's not like you're crowded. Some places we go, there's only like a handful of stalls. But we pull up there, and it, and it was okay getting, okay getting in. But boy, after you fuel up, you look out and there's just potholes, humongous potholes. RV eating potholes. Yeah, Charlie the and uh, semi truck would fall in these things, and so you watch the the big rigs trying to navigate around them, and we had to go way yeah. around to get around out it of that. It was definitely a challenge, yeah. and one of the worst truck stops we've yeah. ever seen. We saved a fortune, <laughs> but wow, we did. We did save, and this. Uh, Petro station was located in this little piece of land between Interstate 55 and Interstate 40. And we were on I-55 going south uh, from Missouri to Mississippi. And RV Life, we love our our yeah. <laughs> G- RV friendly GPS system and suggestions, but anyway, RV Life put us back on I forty, which, as it turns out, is an alternate to I I alternate I fifty five south. That's what we thought was a good thing, right? We were like, "Hey, yeah, look, it's I mean, an alternative. What could go six wrong?" Or one right? half dozen of the other. Yeah. They're both right there. So we're like, "You go left, you go right, you're gonna get the same place." <laughs> Except as we drove like a couple of miles, all of a sudden we're like crossing this big old bridge into Memphis, downtown Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome to Tennessee. Yeah, the sign said, three p.m. Saturday afternoon traffic. It was. Yeah, we were kind of almost at stop and go on that bridge. <laughs> so that gave us lots of time to take pictures of what? The Bass Pro Pyramid. Ooh. It was pretty cool. Actually, it was a very cool building. It, I, it must have been like an old casino that was kind of, yeah. it's a c- perfectly cool glass, glass pyramid right on the river. Yeah. But now yeah. it's a Bass Pro. 
which yeah. means, yeah. It, and I've heard it's really cool inside. We've heard about it before. It's yeah. kind of mythical and yeah. magical and ooh-ah. Lots of pictures because we were going slow across the bridge. Yeah, we'll put one of those in the show notes. Okay. And also, our daughter's boyfriend works for Bass, Bass Pro. Pro Shops, yeah. the OG in Springfield, Missouri. So, That's right. yeah, that was kind of cool. Ooh, yeah. there's the pyramid they talk about. Check that out. <laughs> but it reminds me of like, you know, we, we, we didn't know we were going that way. We thought it was the same thing as 55. We end up in downtown Memphis. We had that same experience in San Francisco. I don't think we've yeah. talked about this yet. Flashback. Yeah. <laughs> it was like we had made a wrong left turn and ended up on the Bay Bridge to downtown San Francisco with yeah. the huge rig and the, the car behind us. And yeah. we, had, we had to make some last minute turn around on Treasure, Treasure Island. Treasure Island. And that was real fun. We were going down I-5 and that was not RV Life's fault. That was our fault because we were us. talking. Yeah. And all of a sudden there was a turn and you're like, oh, should <laughs> I be in that lane or this lane? Or There were so many lanes. So we ended up I made the wrong call. <laughs> the Bay Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we did make it back safely. And just like that day, we fortunately, uh, the I-40 alternate I-55, we ended up back on I-55 south of Memphis. Yeah. And on our way to Enid, Mississippi again. And we calmed down. We made it. Everything was great. And we got to this cool campground. This is a Corps of Engineers campground, which we love them when we get to do them because they're this beautiful. This special. This one's special. This one's special. This one's special because most don't have full hookups. This one has full hookups, which means you get sewer, water, and power. Most of the time you don't get like sewer, right? Right. So, Usually there's a dump station. Yeah. And if you're here for just a couple of days, no big deal. We're here, as if you've listened before, we, we stay for at least a week sometimes yep. more and so at that point if you have to unhook and go dump <laughs> it's a pain in the station. butt so this one has full hookups and it's Ooh. amazing and they're and if you've not been to a corps of engineers first off they're always on beautiful water sites so they're mm -hmm. rivers or lakes mm -hmm. uh and they've usually been built around a, a dam to collect water for all sorts of you know other benefits this one's on a uh a dam that's collecting water mm -hmm. and it's beautiful lots of fishing on it and the sites are really big. Yeah. We love that. We go to places where we pay big bucks at a regular place, and you're jammed in. Here, you could put three other you know, rigs between us. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. It is gorgeous, and it's cheap. I mean, talk about saving <laughs> money when you're camping. Corps of Engineers, this one is $24 per night. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. And then when we were at Foscue Creek in Alabama... It was $30 per night, and those are our rates. If you are a senior or a member of the military and you have your America the Beautiful interagency pass, boom, you get like 50% off. We'd be paying 12 bucks a night if we, we were a little older. <laughs> I'm in no rush there. We've stayed at, at other campgrounds. It's been as high as like 150, 180 bucks a night. Yeah. To see 24 bucks yeah. and to see that we're on the water. Yeah. We have animals walking around oh, us God. here. We have gangs of deer oh, walking around here. Like, awesome. I, I'm serious. They 20 own this place. or 30 deer in 
packs. Yeah. Just walking right behind the RV. Not afraid of us at all. <laughs> no. They love it. And these sites here, I don't know if it, all of them are, but these are nearly level concrete pads. That's cool too. So that you're you got a beautiful spot. There's less ants and stuff like that because of that. And you're level. It's it's just it's wonderful. You know, if you've never had an RV, being level. <laughs> that's a thing, people. <laughs> you might not know that's how a important thing. That is. Sleeping when you're not level. And what a not challenge cool. it can be sometimes. Yeah. But hey, you mentioned um, bugs. Yeah. And the, another thing about Corps of Engineer yeah. campgrounds and uh -huh. state parks um, is we've we've actually learned a lot. Remember in Oregon, yeah. we learned about. People had their hoods up on their trucks. Oh, yeah. That was a state park there. That's right. And we researched that it was a little. Funny. <laughs> and it was because of pack rats. And yeah. um, uh, I don't remember the other. Yeah, that was. Anyway. It was yeah, <laughs> the that other was creature that was. Pack rats and mice. It up. And, and yeah. And, and that was where if you didn't leave your hood up that they would basically live in your in your car which we have actually and experienced the wires to the wires yeah. and stuff yeah 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 and then so what did we learn here in, so when we walked around the other place we walked around everybody's hood was up and we were like wow that's interesting here we didn't see that we see you walk around everybody have these big box fans or outdoors. large outdoor fans where they sit outside and we're like okay it's not really hot here uh -uh. that's unusual uh, but I'd say 80% of the places, the rigs we walked by had them. We didn't because we're new here. <laughs> we're from Washington State, people. We're in Mississippi. Today, you, you actually asked, because we're very pleasant, you asked somebody, hey, why do you have, and that guy had two fans. What do they have for? like, hey, what are these outdoor fans for? And he's like, it, well. By now, we've come we to guessed. realize there are these clouds of little tiny flying gnats. gnats. yeah. So apparently, if you have your fan set up outside by your campfire area, you. yeah. it'll blow the clouds of gnats away. Everybody has them except yeah. us. So, so we sit super inside here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, we did kind of figure that out. I was like, it must be for the gnats because it's been beautiful. The temperature's been, you know, 70 to 85. It's yeah. not been crazy hot like we were in other places. We we're like, it must be for the bugs. And the guy said, oh, yeah. And he said it's like a certain time of the yeah. year. So it's not Apparently all the time. Apparently now. Yeah, but when we're here. you can't even walk down the trails or down the, the road taking the garbage to uh, the dumpster yeah. with talking or with your mouth open because... <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. They don't so. taste very good. But they're just tiny gnats. They're we've had worse bugs dealing with. So oh, yeah. yeah. We've talked about that. Ants are bad. I hate them. And then we've had stink bugs. So the gnats, they're kinda low on my problem point. They're not a big problem. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's where we're at. And it's a cool place. Great job finding this place. I love yeah. it. Uh, you know, today we were noticing when we came back, we were doing our walk. We saw two deer. Normally, we see these packs of like 30 deer. We saw two random deer, but we saw a billion geese today. Like, yeah, for like some, they just flew in because they weren't here. The geese took week. over. I, we did not see geese before. The geese scared <laughs> all the deer away. So it's really strange. Rival gangs of yeah. wildlife. I want to see that fight. That yeah. would be funny. <laughs> so, okay. So what is the topic for today? It's not just deer versus geese. So... <laughs> The geese will win every time. I'm going to ask my magic eight ball. Uh, okay. Our topic for today. Um, 
We're going to talk about remote work and RV jobs with respect to RV work-life balance. Okay. Uh, we have this week noticed several RTO articles. RTO is return to office. I know yeah. this well. Yeah, it's actually been we've been seeing it a little bit before this, but there's yeah. been a pack of them now in, yep. the, in the news. So yep. yeah, yep. And some big tech companies are actually forcing people back to the office. Yeah. In various, um, you know, whether it's hybrid work or everybody's coming back five days a week, come back. Yeah. But at the same time, these some of these you're right. Some of these articles we read are other companies that are embracing and expanding remote work because the advantages of that. So there's like mm -hmm. uh, there's this push to have the ability to take advantage of the fact that you can save costs by not bringing people back. But we all know that these big tech companies, right, uh, have invested heavily in a lot of uh, campuses. Real estate. Some of them are very specialized, right? Yeah. The Googles and Apples that made yeah. these amazing campuses. And then when the pandemic hit. They were stuck with these empty offices. So there's a big push to bring back. I get that. Some of them kind of put it under this idea of, you know, the, the corporate strategy for uh, collaboration and stuff. But the funny thing is, like, when the pandemic happened, you know, they were promoting the fact that remote is an out, uh, work is an outcome not a location. Mm -hmm. So it, it is interesting to read these articles because it goes through all these different topics. Yeah. So. So. I guess the big question is, is the dream over? <laughs> I don't think it has to be. Like, it depends on what your dream is, but I don't think it has to be. Like Our, our pandemic crappertunity, as we like to say, uh, got us out here where we are now, right? Because we realized working from home after, you know, so yeah, it was a year into it, we realized that, home can be anywhere as long as we had the internets right yeah we we never thought like we didn't plan to do this we talk about it a lot we never planned to do this but when this was thrust upon us and thrust upon the world we were like wait how can we try to like make the best of it well making the best of it turned into wait can like we make a good living by doing this on the road we never thought we could no it was before you know it was an idea of oh it, that's a retirement thing yeah. when you hit the road yeah and and then we started to meet other people we hit the road and we've been doing this for over 2 or 3 years now yep. and as part of that it's like we're experiencing that we can do it but then that's one data point we met a lot of other people which is really why we're doing this today in this podcast is like we met a lot of other people doing different kinds of jobs and making this work mm -hmm. for them Yep. And that's kind of what showed us that it was possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in our case, we're, we're going to stay on the road until we don't want to be. Right. Because it, you can make it work. Yeah. And we've realized after doing a lot of research and doing a lot of interviews and conversations with people, we basically have realized there's tons of opportunities out there. Right. There's mm -hmm. a huge number of jobs available for total remote work. And so if you're if if that's what's interesting to you, we're basically confirming that that actually exists, that there is lots of opportunities. Just just starting with my wife, Sherry. Right. Like just just obvious opportunities for anyone that's self-employed. Right. You're freelance writing, right. copywriting. Right? So many opportunities and that freedom. Yeah. 
But but if even if you're doing more of like my job, more traditional kind of jobs, you know, Monday through Friday kind of corporate work, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, the, there's lots of jobs that are making very good money, right? Anywhere from fifty to two hundred plus k, lots mm-hmm. of jobs. And you started to pull some of that stuff up. So talk us through some of those kind of roles or categories of jobs. Right, and we've got some of this on the website. Yeah. Um, and in the show notes, of course. That's right. <laughs> so the top five categories of remote jobs available out there, and again, it's anywhere from 50000 to over $200,000 a year. The top category is IT jobs, like Russ, right? There's over mm-hmm. 100,000 yeah. jobs available remote. Yeah. Hiring remote workers. The second category is in teaching. Um, we have a friend, mm-hmm. Bob, mm-hmm. who is actually an online professor, mm-hmm. and he has his own textbooks and courses and things that he does from the TARDIS, <laughs> his office in the TARDIS. Yeah. We've also heard a lot of uh, primary school teachers yeah. have been able to, in fact, our son attended virtual school that was almost all online with his team of teachers and different things. Um, There's also tremendous opportunities for ESL teachers, which are English as a second language. People travel all over the world teaching English. And that's also something that can be done very easily on the road in an RV, as long as you have the internet connection, right? So that teaching category, there's almost 85,000 remote jobs available at the time we put this, we came across this information in admin, which are virtual assistants, HR and insurance benefits and those kinds of things. Executive assistants, there's tons of those admin jobs, yep. Over 80,000. That's incredible. Jobs available. Like just looking at these three here, you said over a hundred thousand for IT jobs, and mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Like tons of tech companies, the role is typically developing on computers and working online already, mm-hmm. and that's what made it possible for my company and so many others when the pandemic hit to really not have a big an imp- impact on them. Unlike say when you were, you know, if you're working in a restaurant or something. So yeah. IT. Yeah. is really strong. And there's yeah. lots of dro- roles from entry level on up there, yep. but tons of jobs. So yeah, and then, you know, the teaching one, I hadn't actually thought about until you started talking about it, which is there are so many categories of teaching. Mm-hmm. And I think that's incredible when you look at the kind of, you said over 85,000 jobs there, mm-hmm. yep. so, which is like, that's a lot of jobs that you have an opportunity for. That's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then in the, let's see, I, the fourth, accounting and finance, over 50,000 jobs. It is interesting. Actually, our financial advisor and the different banks that we work with, uh-huh. um, just on our personal finances and, and stuff, all of those people are remote working from home. Not that, just now, but they were before. I didn't think about that, but you're right. We do Zoom calls with uh, uh, some of those people and we can see they're in their house. That's yeah. right. Or yeah. hear this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Of course, they're always surprised we're in an RV. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they always ask, where are we now? I'm like, hey, I ask that question all the time, too. And then the fifth category on the current job, remote jobs available list is healthcare and nursing. 
there are almost 40,000 jobs wow. in that category. And that includes traveling nurses. It includes, you know, there's all kinds of um, video health yep. resources available, yep. the mental health counseling. Therapists. Yeah. Therapists. Yeah. And these are just jobs in the U.S., right? So mm-hmm. we're just talking about because that's where we are. But so we we started looking at this of like, you know, jobs in the U.S. because that's where we're really serving. But, you know, if you're listening somewhere else right now, um, there are tons of these kind of remote jobs. And again, especially like the ESL you talked about, you know, English is a second language there. Um, that is an opportunity you can do where the consumer of that information can be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So it is anywhere really, in the world. That's right. It's yeah. amazing. Exactly. Yeah. That's over. Mm, quick math. Carry the one. <laughs> That's over 300,000 jobs just at this moment in time. And these yeah. are jobs that are not going back. Yeah. They've always been online. That's right. So we have done enough traveling to realize that we're not the only ones doing this. Mm-hmm. We know that our jobs, the, the writer, copywriter job that my wife does, mm-hmm. as well as my IT job, there are other people doing similar things. Some are doing... Uh, other social media things, YouTube. We have YouTube friends. And, mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of different kind of uh, friends that do different jobs. And we that's what we thought was so cool when we were traveling. We're like, wow, we're not the only ones doing this. Mm-mm. We're not. You, you know, don't have to wait until we're retired. No, it's so cool. So, yeah, and those are great. And, and like Sherry said, we've put this online. So take a look at the show notes. You'll get a link there. Or just go to rvworklifebalance.com. There's a menu choice for remote jobs. It'll take you to that list. And we actually have a lot of plans for this, right? We're, we we want to share more of this information because when we sit and talk to other friends doing this, um, we both say the same thing when we're talking to other couples and stuff. It's like most people don't know this. They don't know this is possible. Right. You know, right. high-paying jobs that you can do while you're traveling to go see your family or to go to the place you want to do. And, you know, we've always talked about, I think we do as much or or better quality and more work while I've been on the road than we did when I was sitting in the cube, for example. Oh, you're certainly working longer hours. Yeah, that part's not great. Yeah, I mean, it's the commute. But I do good work. It's the, it's the time differences. Yeah. You're online all the time adjusting your work schedule. Yeah. with team members and clients all over the world which you couldn't you couldn't really do that if you were working in the office from like 8 to 5 or 9 to 6 or whatever the yeah um, I also think I'm a little happier, you're right? Like, yeah. when, as much as I thought my job was cool when I was going in the office, it's like 10 times cooler when I get to when I hang up the Zoom at the end of the day and step outside where yeah. and where are we at now? Here we're in, we are. We're in Mississippi, right? So I have to <laughs> damn think about it for a second. It's like, damn Mississippi. <laughs> so, uh, and we're going to be in Mississippi uh, uh, next week, too. So Couple that's weeks. Cool. Yeah. We can yeah. just see our kid. Yeah. So, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Story. You know? So uh, there's, there's so many cool advantages of, like, being able to travel because it changes my demeanor of how I approach every week. Monday morning is not the same when, you know, I have to look out the window going, where am I again? Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. What? I was going to wrap it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that what you were trying to get Maybe me to do? Maybe we should take this out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was ready to wrap it up. You good with that? Uh-huh. That's where I was going. All right. All right. So this has been awesome. If I had to try to wrap up, 
you know, this, this week, uh, and try to tie together the top three things for work-life balance. Hold me accountable here if I get this wrong. <laughs> and if I get it wrong, I'll check with the Magic 8-Ball to see if I got it wrong. <sighs> number one, I, I, I think this falls into, number one, that transition to return to office and hybrid work is really driving this, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of articles about it. You know, some big companies definitely want to do it because they've made this investment in real estate and stuff and they see an advantage. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying that's really what's driving a lot of this. But not everybody's on board with it, right? Right. And, and number two, what we've discovered, you know, we've been out here doing this. This isn't like guessing, right? We've been meeting and traveling. We meet so many people. Mm -hmm. And when we pulled in here, what happened? Like, we hadn't even finished hooking up and Brad, <laughs> which remembers, we only know his first name, but that's what happens at a, a campground. Right. We had just finished hooking up, and the guy next door walked over and introduced himself as Brad and was telling us new how- New best friend. New best friend. Wanted, he loved our rig, wanted to, you know- Had a pontoon boat. Tell us about all the other places around. It was fantastic. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and that was just Brad telling us about the place. Sometimes people talk about their online jobs. And we have met so many people- to realize that there are a lot of people that are making this work remote. So yeah. that's cool. Because we thought it was just us. We know that's not true. Yeah. The third thing, I guess, is not that there's just jobs. That there's just a lot of good paying jobs out there. Yeah. And that's great. So that if you are trying to take what you're doing now at home and have that kind of good pay or better and do it on the road, that's possible. Figure out that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now. I would put them in those three categories, and I think the Magic 8-Ball would agree. <laughs> so our goal with RV Work-Life Balance podcast is to share what we're learning mm -hmm. to help anyone interested in this type of crazy adventure. The podcast is a resource for finding work-life balance on the road. And yeah, we're always exploring, right? We're looking to share ideas and possibilities with you. And we plan to actually expand this to future episodes to talk about what you can do and how you can make this work with remote jobs on the road. How to find a great remote job on the road, right? Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a tough job sometimes. But we're here for you. <laughs> so join us next week, y'all. That's right. Okay. Now, uh, the other thing I want to make sure we do is we want to thank the listeners that are listening to this podcast right now, really do. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say check out the show notes for the products and the links and all the references we had there. And if you are new, please subscribe. We want a chance to keep up with you going in the future. And the Magic 8-Ball tells me. Let's check. <laughs> it says go for it. To our existing subscribers, we love you. Thank you so much for being a part of our journey and this this. Uh, amazing adventure please be in touch um, by email or on the facebook the most important thing is to make your escape and get out here let's find out if we're ready hold on are you ready i am so ready let's go, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> bye, bye.